This episode of The Full Nerd is sponsored by Avast. Avast has been a global leader in cybersecurity for more than 30 years and is trusted by over 435 million users. Avast One is their best protection yet, giving you everything you need to take control of your safety and privacy online. And it's and it's accessible. I keep messing that up. And it's accessible through a single easy to use interface. A free version includes essential features such as free antivirus, free, free VPN and free firewall protection, while the premium version has even more advanced features. Learn more about Avast One at Avast.com. In this episode of The Full Nerd, Mad Max Max and Windows 11 and Ryzen is no bueno. <laughs> uh, and I hit the wrong button. Welcome to episode 194 of the Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the vertical and horizontal. Oh, for the audio listeners who don't know, yesterday, th- this is. We did this yesterday. We're in deja vu. We're the, we're, are we in the Matrix? We're, we're, we're doing this again. We, we actually did like 10 minutes of a show from home, an all remote show, and then my power cut out. And so that was fun. Uh, we're, we're doing it again the next day from the studio. Uh, and, you know, luckily we didn't get too far, so we're, we're not going to dig too, too deep in, into what we'd already talked about. But I will say, I'm going to say it again. If you want to get the new Full Nerd merch, like, check this out. The, the, uh, it says, hello, I'm a friend of the show. Uh, you too can be a friend of the show. Go over to our crowd made the, there's a, a link in the description. I'll, I'll, I'll pin it in the chat here and get this awesome shirt. Also, I didn't show this off yesterday, but, uh, the, um, or uh, a game, a game at nineteen by ten. So th- this is the the front of the shirt, just standard full nerd, uh, and then the back of the shirt is I, I game at nineteen by ten. You, you're you're gonna show all, all the cool all the cool kids that you game uh, at at that pixel resolution. Uh, so. You think people would really be confused by that? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I have been. <laughs> 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 so yeah, uh, they're going to be like, "Wait, is that a what is that? What are you what are you saying? Is that a, a an aspect ratio? I don't know. It's just funny. Be- yeah, it's that old DOS. You stick to DOS games. Aspect ratio is colon. If we're if we were it were sixteen colon ten, you know that's aspect ratio. I know, but but shorthand is usually sixteen by nine, four by three. It's no, usually an never, X. No one you know? no one would ever do sixteen X ten. Or sixteen. I use that all the time. Yeah. There, there. Look, I can show you proof of when uh, Anon and Kyle. And this is the old days. Thomas Paps. They everybody would abbreviate nineteen twenty by ten eighty as nineteen by ten. That was just what you did in the nineteen nineties. Okay. Ain't nobody ever put sixteen by nine. It's just no, like X. That's not real. You're I, making that up. I just put ten eighty p or whatever. <laughs> yeah, do that. or hd guess, fhd qhd i guess that's fair yeah. i guess i haven't fair. touched a 1080p monitor in probably six years at this point so i can't be seen with that mug but i'm probably gonna pick up one of those shirts because i like them <laughs> yeah so for for we got the two new designs uh the, the and they both come in shirts uh in mugs uh and then uh i showed this off yesterday dang it i didn't grab it again uh limited edition pins we got a full full nerd enamel pin i, I think we have what a hundred of them uh, and then and then they're all gone. So get, get this as a little a little bonus add-on. You can pin it to uh, anything you want. And actually, it has the uh, the nice GPU uh, design on the uh, the the card too. 
which is pretty cool. So maybe I have to get one of those as well. Yeah, we got we got stickers. We're man, we're we're rolling out. Uh, yeah, and and yeah, we have a couple new designs that that I'm still working on. Smooth thirty, and uh, I can't remember the other one. So it'll, it'll come later. But this is this is the holiday push. Trying to also make a uh, maybe a a uh, ugly Christmas sweater or something. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, maybe. I'll see. Crowdmade had asked, like, "Hey, we usually do a big ugly Christmas sweater thing. Do you want to participate?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, maybe. I just need to figure it out." So, be anyway. quiet. Sent me theirs from last year, and they have the best ugly Christmas sweater I've ever seen. I'll wear yeah. it. On the show one I got one days. too. I've I've been waiting just for this Christmas to oh, wear crap. the be quiet ugly. After I saw Ian with one, I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, now I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna of course, all the nerds this. are like, "Oh well, let's talk about cash latency, core Chris." Like, why is nobody asking where you get that sweater? <laughs> uh, well, you know what doesn't come with uh, a sweater is a new laptop. You have, you have to buy that separate. Uh, I don't I don't know about you, Gordon, but um, you know, uh, Apple just had their their big really? presentation to Was there show something new from Apple. Yeah, this? new new CPUs and new laptops. Uh, you know, according to this Apple video marketing, I I feel embarrassed for even using a Windows laptop. They just they just pooped all over a Windows laptop. I, how could you even go out in the streets now with a Windows laptop, Gordon? Now that you've seen these new ones, <sighs> yeah, I, it's really funny because I actually. You know, I having lived through this already once um, in the last six months, it's just like I, my attitude was really, you know what? Come on, this just was the point. Ain't no one ever gonna switch, right? Because it's just like it's just no, I, I, and no, no one's ever gonna switch from Windows to Mac or from Mac to Windows in any meaningful number, no matter what the performance is, because it's just what your team is. That's what your team is, right? You use Nikon. You're not going to switch to Canon next week just for fun. You're not going to Ford doesn't buy Chevy. Let's just all calm down and you know don't engage in the in in the Twitter wars and the yelling at each other. But well, you know, it's more it's more than your team. Like that's like a legit workflow. Like if you're used to using a Mac, going to yeah. Windows is different. No, so. and, and they are. I mean, that's the thing. Vice that versa. They are. They're definitely. They are like your team, but you know, but they're also let's be honest they are just stuff a company wants you to pay money for they just want your money so don't get too invested in fact in fact i would frankly i would be perfectly happy with somebody on a pc who goes like yeah you know i really like this new m1 max pro whatever Uh, i'm gonna buy one oh great you know if that works for you go ahead do it that's more power to you is your money i can't tell you how to spend it i would say that in fact i just said that that's what i think but I think what really makes statements like that, like, oh, let's let's try to let's just try to be calm about it. You can't because it, people are just so in your face and right because I know because I will tell you when uh, I took some Acer six hundred dollar Ryzen laptop that kicked the holy crap out of a three thousand dollar MacBook Pro. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like. It just like it was slaughtered because clearly, you know, you're looking at old Intel versus brand new Ryzen. It just it just got smacked up and down. It, like it's over, right? Who, why would you ever buy this Mac Pro based on the performance numbers? But you know, no one, you know, no one ever bought that Acer seven hundred dollar laptop instead of that three thousand dollar Mac Pro because they're just not going to. There's other reasons for it, and they're not going to switch. They're just they're not going to change their workflow. I, you know what? Though I will say, people switch. I I was somebody who switched. 
I, I had I had PCs. Yeah. I, I had an e-machine. I had a ThinkPad. I had a Compact. Uh, and then when I got into school, they were like, hey, in school, you get a, a free MacBook Pro. You know, or it's not free. You're paying for school, whatever. Uh, so I was a Mac person for, for many years as a creative professional. And then I got kicked in the in the uh, the groin too many times. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to switch back. So I've actually switched twice. I've, I've, I've switched twice. Yeah. And to me, it's just like you buy whatever's good for you but i think the thing that kind of gets me not want to get engaged is just the idiot twitter battles but then of course i had to go look at what people were saying (laughs) these are actual screen grabs of what people have said in public based on basically you know marketing presentation um and you know maybe one leaked uh, benchmark it's always geekbench of course because you can still leak it on geekbench (laughs) despite what people think yeah this person, I, I don't, you don't want to name them, but let's just say they said Apple colon releases M1 Pro slash Max chips with ridiculous levels of performance and efficiency, toxic PCMR fanboys, and then it shows the gif of uh, somebody holding their fingers in their ear, of course. Uh, another one is Apple releases M1 Pro and M1 Max, and then the other one is Intel colon dead inside right into a logo with the dead inside uh, oh <laughs> that's actually, kind of funny actually yeah, I, <laughs> yeah no th- this one and i should have given you this ahead of time so you could show them uh-huh. this one is uh intel and amd after m1 pro and m1 max be like period and it's a person is sitting in a coffin on a laptop looks like a mac actually and then afterwards lying down to die because clearly <laughs> clearly there is no point for Intel and AMD to even exist now because of the M1 Pro and M1 Max. Uh, this other person is Tim Colon launches uh, M1 Pro slash Max. Quote, PC market crashes and Tim laughing is the picture. <laughs> having a good time. Actually, I, it turns out that picture is from Tim like, how much did we make? Off of a polishing cloth? It was, that was a joke. That was an April 19, Fool's joke. $19 polishing cloth that is sold out for it. months. I can't, like, I can't believe like the the polishing cloth that Apple will sell Mac fans for $19 will actually material. They will actually have to report that to Wall Street because that will materially probably change their like, well, I, what explains this 5% bump? Well, uh, Apple fans buying a polishing cloth for 19 not the M1 Pro or Max. This other person, M1 Pro slash Max versus Intel benchmarks are looking like the, I don't even understand this reference, Germany versus Brazil semifinal in 2014. Can anybody? Is that like some kind of volleyball thing? No, I think it's soccer. Soccer, probably. Okay, I I don't. I'm an American football kind of guy. I don't get it. I don't understand that one, but I guess that's funny. There's actually... Sadly, that's in America. There were no responses because people didn't like. I don't. Was Brazil in the? Were they in the? Were they in the the, the Super Bowl that year? I don't. And this last one kind of kills. Uh, oh, this one. Uh, oh, this one. Yes, I love this one. <laughs> Calling it now, when Apple shows off the Apple Silicon Mac Pro in a year. They have. They'll have an RTX 3090 on their little vague graphs period and the mac will beat it mm-hmm. uh and then of course later on in response just showing how tight in the crowd is it will be in an, an rtx 3090 laptop graphics card which literally has almost the same performance of an rtx 3080 pc graphics card let me read that for you again <laughs> it will beat an rtx 3090 laptop graphics card oh yeah we got those 
which literally almost has the same performance of an RTX 3080 PC graphics card. Uh, wait, those don't exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, somebody pointed out. It's like uh, there is no 3090 mobile GPU mm. response. I swear, I saw one. <laughs> I swear, I saw one. Hey, I swear, I saw they one. really said that in response to that. And uh, I, oh, wait, well, wait, I have one more. Okay, okay. this this one because this one kind of. Oh wait, actually, I had two more, but that's. Oh boy, <laughs> it's really wild. Intel might never catch up again. <laughs> might never this one really hurts though this one really hurts because it was actually someone that we know i'm not going to say because oh, i'm not oh. reading any of it honest I'm, but i'm reading it out loud so i hope through the internet the person's ears burn Ooh. and then honestly i feel bad for pc laptop oems right now they literally can't compete with what apple can roll out right now period and may not be able to do so for years Wow. All right. Yeah, that's serious. You know, uh, I, yeah, like I said, I, I'm embarrassed. Just kidding. I'm not. Um, but we, we do have somebody in the chat. Oh, five, $5 super chat from Clayton 006. Not quite 007. Thank you so much for the super chat said I got a 64 gigabyte. Oh, what? Oh, 64 gig Ram, eight terabyte, 16 core Mac pro on order, but I won't get rid of my Alienware X 17 with a 3080 or my desktops. I use both plat platforms. So I get into battles and I mean, honestly, that's the funny stuff. We actually have a lot of people in the chat who use both. I actually still use both. I, I still prefer, uh, and, uh, a Mac for audio editing. Uh, but you know, I, and I mean, you know, Gordon, you, you, you test both as well. well. Uh, you know, the good news is, if you really want to get a feel for Mac OS, you could just upgrade to Windows 11 these days, and then oh. you have to buy a new laptop. But I'm, it does have the start menu moved in the middle, <laughs> so that the 90% of the world that has never done it that way for 20 years, so we can make those people feel better, I think is, <laughs> is the... Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I tell you what... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, we're, we're, we're dancing around it a little bit. We should get to what they actually uh, announced, even though it is fun to rag on it. We, we I, you know, we should get to the actual hard details. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I think, the Internet, you, know, you don't have to actually have any facts. It's just in case, you know, people, there's there's plenty of uh, uh, Windows people that, that didn't watch the, the Apple thing, you know. Uh, so at least, hey, it's it's we should talk about it and what what does it mean for the pc space not hyperbole but you know no and you know and i think the thing that would make it okay to talk about this normally except it never ever is just a normal conversation is that is it's going to be something good it's good one yeah. competition's always good yeah right nobody likes monopolies monopolies make people lazy they don't do anything doesn't really serve consumers so it is actually a it's a good thing to have apple make this uh, new M1 Pro, M1 uh, Max. I'm trying to get it right. But they basically yeah. announced a MacBook Pro 14, MacBook Pro 16. Uh, also, new M1s. They're basically, you know, upscaled more core, like an eight core, eight big cores, two little core versions. And then also for the GPUs, where they put a lot of their energy, they have a, they have basically a 30, 32EU. I don't even know what they're calling it. 32 graphic, graphic core. They're calling them cores, right? 32 yeah. core graphics and they have a 16 and I think there may be one a little scaled down. There's also another cutoff six core uh, one that they're doing and sort of for the people in the cheap seats. Uh, basically performance they're claiming one, they crush uh, Tiger Lake H um, they, they they're claiming they're crushing them and also doing so at maybe 70% power. I don't have the 
in front of me. It's it's a pretty impressive amount of power, they're saying. They yes, don't say how they test it exactly. Uh, more impressively is, although, I mean, it, it is impressive, but it isn't impressive, I think, in some ways. They're saying that the very top-end uh, M1 Max will out slightly outperform a, a razor book a razor blade 15 advanced edition with a tiger lake and a geforce rtx 3080 laptop clearly uh, it's a lower tdp version because it's a thin and light they saying it they're saying that their graphics uh, core will slightly outperform it but will of course will kick its butt in power consumption and then they actually say like well look we're we're not as fast as a geforce rtx 3080 laptop in in a big laptop, an MSI GE76 Raider, but we use way less energy. So, and especially on battery, they sort of stress like we can still push out a decent amount of performance on battery. But the fact that they're actually saying we're not really faster than 3080 is kind of interesting to me because they're admitting whatever tests they're using that they're not faster. And well, course, I mean, this is integrated graphics. I mean, but what? I mean, ish. it's not an integrated. Gra- I mean, that, that's no, it's ish. It's all one big weird system. It's really cool the way they built that chip, actually. But no, it's, it is. It's, it it's is different. really cool. That's why I think that the sad thing is nobody can have just an honest discussion without somebody saying, "Oh man, yeah, Warriors suck this season." It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you have to? You don't have to. You don't have to be an a hole about everything. Can we just have a, an honest talk about it? But you can't. Everybody's got to be an a-hole about everything now i think it's it's a really cool part you know to be honest it's really neat yeah uh, impressive impressive you know it's got this weird ass notch you know but you know <laughs> you could probably you can probably live with it it's not it's not it's not a deal breaker i think and you know they have a, a 1080p camera finally they they finally do that and they put ports on the damn thing i mean really yeah i mean i know we're talking about the cpu stuff we should keep going to that but really for me <laughs> that was the big thing of just like you know to be like hey you know what you know what's awesome function keys you know what we got those you know almost like they invented them and then they were like you know what magsafe three like you know like we didn't discontinue it it's just this is the third one this is the next one we've been working on it uh also hey you you want ports hdmi sd card uh you know uh wow okay we'll give you some ports it's just like i've never i never expected such a a back step and and really i i know a lot of professionals in my space who, who use the mac all the time uh, and they were they were talking about it or reaching out to me for advice of like hey you know this M1 stuff I, I need a new laptop should I should I stick with Intel should I go with the, uh, with an M1 and I just like man for the past three four years especially when they take out all the ports and they've just been adding the touch bar and stuff like that it, it's it's been hard I'm like I'm sorry this you know you're getting kind of you know. Uh, choke point right i mean that's that's the thing apple always has uh limited options and that's why i love the pc because you have so many different options to tailor it the way you want anyway my point is all those people who've been getting Macs in the past couple years just totally got hosed you're talking about you know spending thousands of dollars on a laptop and then they're like oh you know what all those things that you wanted when you bought it <laughs> we're putting them back that's true, but I also I made this point yesterday during our boarded attempt but i want to say it again i think it's worth pointing out when Companies do listen to feedback, however, because yeah. all of that was feedback that everyone's been giving them. What the heck are you doing? This is supposed to be a pro machine. This is not a pro machine because it's missing all this stuff. And I'm glad that they're putting it back in. Yeah. And honestly, I'm, you know, as again, like when they, they, they gave up on that just absolutely miserable butterfly keyboard and said, you know what? These things suck. And we're going to put, we're going to put our, our, you know, we are known for, key- they put a good keyboard in, 
I think that, frankly, was a great move. And anytime the company does the right thing, they should be given a pat on the back. Some people still... Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's, still, it's still a little it's late. Still, I'm yeah, just going to say yeah. it's a little late, you know. I, no, I 100% People have been screaming about it for a while. But, you know, it's fine. But you got you to gotta give them credit for, for doing it. And then that stupid touch bar, you know, it's just like they got rid of that. And it's like, you know, the, I think the lousy thing about ditching the touch bar is like, you know, it's actually kind of cool because it's taken years and years for developers to actually add support for it now. But now you're going to like throw it overboard. And it's just like, what? I don't. Well, it's, it's still on the, it's how it the, happens in Max the lower end ones. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's, I, I just, I want to go back to the GPU. Oh, uh, please, please. Yes. I just want to, I want to point out the, the, these look super awesome. And I just based on what Apple has shown in the past versus backing it up, I expect these to be very badass parts. Uh, I just want to point out, as I always do, be careful when you're reading these graphs because they do look awesome. Like for the M1 Max or uh, is it the M1 Max? The M1 Max, they say, uses 70% less power than discrete PC gra- graphics. That's the M1 Pro. Uh, an RTX 3050 Ti, same amount of performance, 70% less power. Uh, they say something similar with the... 3080, and they say the M1 Mac uses 100 watts less power. But one, those are very weird graphs. They don't exactly say what they're measuring. It's all relative performance. Like, take big pinches of salt with those. And two, whenever you see companies, NVIDIA and AMD have both done this in the past as well, talking about power efficiency like that, that doesn't mean that's what you'll actually see in the actual product. Because they're showing performance at the same power level, uh, and that's not necessarily the final clock level for it. So, like, when the first-gen Navi parts came out, AMD was talking up its efficiency because Navi, you know, was a big step forward for them with that uh, in their initial architecture graphs. But in the end result, to make it compete, they actually had to crank the clock super high, which made that efficiency not quite as impressive in the real world. So... These chips look awesome. Take all those vendor-supplied graphs with a big pinch of salt, as always. Just want to throw that out there. I do think these parts are going to be awesome, but don't think it's going to be like blowing the RTX 3080 out of the water that bad. Yeah. No, I mean, that's... But it feels like that is part of the strategy because they with the, when the M1 launched, because expectations of an ARM-based part were sort of like, you know, Qualcomm level, like, oh, my God. And you're like, why are you going to try it? We've seen these things that have been horrible. Like horrible, like like ARM is like yeah we're rebranding ourselves something else to get away from what these Qualcomm parts on Windows are. But when M1 came out, I was like, wow, this is actually a really good part. It's actually very impressive and everything you would expect of a trillion dollar company paying TSMC to, for their absolute best part. It's like it's really good. But I think my problem with that initial uh, narrative is it just it it just got away because. All of the mainstream tech press immediately said it's over. Everybody like this is it. nobody exists anymore because the M1 is so much faster. People still think the M1 is faster than anything AMD or Intel make, and that is simply not true. That is simply not true. Hell, I was just like, I literally ran an Excel benchmark the other day. Excel on Mac, uh, Excel on PC. It's an old benchmark. It's a calculation benchmark, but it's something that's been around for a long time. And the Tiger Leg UP3 was faster than the Mac by 10%, right? Mm-hmm. This is all an AC, but whatever, it was faster by, by 10%. 
and it was native Excel on on Mac M1, and of course, obviously, it's it's native for PC. But like, if I told that to somebody who they would not believe it because they are absolutely convinced there is nothing faster than the M1. And once you sort of set that narrative and it's out there, it just sort of ripples out, and the, everybody thinks like, "Oh my God, there's nothing faster in the world." It's like that's not true. That's just simply not true, right? That doesn't mean it's it's a crappy part, but it's not faster than everything in the world. But it's sort of the, the same thing now. Is you you get out ahead of everybody, you get all the fanboys out on on Twitter, kind of like, "Oh my God, it's over," you know, and then that's set in place for six months, and then nobody believes anything opposite. Hell, the thirty eighty is already faster than what they have, right? consumes considerably more power and that's where you should give them credit for but i just i just it just kills me that we're going to see the exact same thing happen again and they're going to run away with the narrative and then all of the the tech press who they, they they all basically are mac people anyway they will just simply ignore the actual facts which is there are some demonstra- demonstrable things where amd existing parts and intel existing parts are faster and nvidia so, but they we'll have to see. We'll have to see. These these could be pretty smoking parts, man. They're going to we'll be awesome to see parts. How it winds up. They're going to yeah. be. I mean, they're going to well, be well, awesome it, parts. Once again, it always depends on what you do. Because I mean, there's yeah. people obviously saying in the chat of like, okay, well, what are the benchmarks going to be for games? Oh wait, you know, yeah, like, they're going to be. You know what I mean, right? So, uh, you know, it's I, like it's faster. Where is it faster? What is it faster doing? You know? Speaking of that, I think it's worth pointing out. Like we're focusing on the CPU and the GPU. But Apple also improved their media engine, and now it can do hardware-accelerated decoding and encoding of ProRes and ProRes RAW. Yeah. So considering that content creators and video photographers and stuff like that love Macs, like that's a great fit for that audience. I think that is nice. Yeah. No. I if I if I were you, if I were put my money, and I think like, well, who is going to win? (laughs) Definitely, there's going to be some premier battles here, and I would put I wouldn't put money on either either side, but. I'd probably lean toward Mac, right? They're gonna, they're really gonna certain things that you do in Premiere, well, especially Final. Once Cut, again, certain things, certain things, it's certain things. That's right? what I mean. It's that's, all workload based. It but I mean, really depends on what you do. It is, and okay. that's one thing people need to realize. But I still think it's going to be the things that it is optimized for, like Final Cut, right? They still mm-hmm. keep Final Cut from going into the grave because it sort of <laughs> demonstrates that they. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just to scare Adobe or something like that. But <laughs> the Final Cut is just going to smoke because it's always smoke because it's it's that you know and it's something that needs to be said that it is you get a you get Apple, you know you get Apple logo you get Apple, Apple laptop you get Apple software you get Apple made application it it's going to be awesome right so and that's and that's I think one of the benefits of Apple creating its own chips that people overlook. I mean, they know that content creators and professional video people love Macs. So they can actually throw a bunch of effort and time and attention into upgrading their media engine to this. Whereas if they were working with Intel in the past and stuff like that, it's a little harder to be in control of your own hardware destiny and focus on the stuff that matters to you. So I think that's a cool part about the M1 Pro and the M1 Max. Well, and- uh, the same with that neural engine. They do a lot of cool stuff with that. I mean, you know, Tiger Lake, in, I'm sure AMD in the future is also building in AI machine learning kind of stuff, but it's clear that Apple's really devoting a lot of time and attention to it, and you couldn't get that with unless you're making your own parts. So I, 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 there yeah. are good things there. Yeah, uh, I'll say the for the the creative professional like myself, Apple has definitely been leaving us pros behind. I've always felt like the past five years, those laptops that they've been making haven't been with pros in mind, and I think either sales were down, something hit them enough to be like, okay, we need to turn this around. You know, like we need to actually upgrade the laptop. 
the ports, the screen, you know, the, the function keys, all that kind of stuff. Because like I, I they, they've been slowly getting away from it. And I think they lost those evangelists. I know plenty of people who have moved over to Windows. Yeah. I mean, myself included. Right. I, if 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 they would have stuck down that that pro route, who knows? Maybe I still would be on Mac, uh, but I'm not. So, you know, it is it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I, th- I think something happened on the back end and they were just like, oh, crap we're hemorrhaging people we're losing the narrative we got to bring it back i i you know and it's it's unfortunate because apple always wants to maintain you know supreme they always want to be the person behind the curtain in in the wizard of oz because they don't want the truth to be known but it would be interesting to see if at some point let's just give up you do wonder because it felt like at a certain point with macbooks and they're just like why are we even bothering to do this right it's It's just like like a spec bump every year it's just a real well, and they would always in. and they would always do it behind everybody, and then they would always they would always do things like they would always pick. I mean, clearly, Nvidia has gotten they they've had CUDA support in Adobe products for a long time. They have the lead. Apple chose Radeon, right? And it was it always kind of put them at and they always, they would even do things like look PC content creator laptops. They have 180 watt power bricks, right? You're you're intentionally hobbling the MacBook Pro by using an 87 watt power supply, right? Because that yep. means, and you have a shell so thin you can't put anything else in it. It's like they made the hardware for basically the the, the M1 Pro seven years before they ever could make the M1 Pro, right? That was their vision, but they never got there. So they just so now they're obviously sort of like, you know, they're they're like, yeah, we need to make our own chips because it doesn't meet our what Intel is making, what AMD is making doesn't meet our vision of the future. So they're doing this now, which makes sense. I, I think, yeah, I mean, it took them it took them that long to get on their own platform to really control their own destiny. That's what they love doing. So yeah, uh, and I can see why they like doing it. The reason they don't use Nvidia is Bumpgate. Ever since Bumpgate happened, Nvidia has been blacklisted from. You can uh, shake your head, you can say all that. That's a hundred percent true. I. I, uh, it's true. And Intel, Intel has been letting, you know, they've been on 14 nanometer for a while. Like, it's been a long while at this point. I can understand them wanting to control their own destiny to I, do all this stuff. I think and that, I think you raised an important point. They're also ditching AMD because they had AMD GPUs. Everyone's talking like, oh, you know, Apple ditched Intel. They're also ditching AMD on the GPU side. They're just cutting ties left and right over there. Yeah, because you just, that's why Tim Cook was smiling in that that meme I saw on Twitter because it's just like, Oh damn, how much are we making now? <laughs> I, I just, but you know, I, I think the whole bump gate and Nvidia thing, I don't think it's, there's something else. It can't just be bump gate because let no, me tell man. you, App, Apple has memory. App, Apple has grudges. They do. I, I remember back in the 1990s, if not maybe early, it was, it feels like the 1990s. Somebody at ATI blew it. They totally blew it. And they said, yeah, the new iMac or whatever it is is going to use an ATI graphics chip or something like that. Well, you know how that is with Apple, right? You know, like, yeah. hey, we, we fired that person. In fact, the person is cleaning out dumpsters at the company to punish them. Like, no, you're never. <laughs> the story was like they're never going to be back in there, but they they were right. They so well, there's I a difference between making a mistake like that and something like Bumpgate or Intel not moving forward with this manufacturing process for half a decade. I to me, but you know, I. That's I don't I honestly don't believe it because if Apple blaming a vendor for totally screwing up and making a bad product that failed on them, <laughs> they would have to stop making Macs because frankly I know that everybody's like I've never had a Mac fail 
I've, I've, you know how many MacBooks I have at home that are bulged out from batteries going mm-hmm. bad? And I, I have like three of them, right? I literally have three of them where the batteries have bulged. There have been Macs made where the screens have failed. They've, you know, the butterfly keyboards, they have screwed up left and right. Like every single company that has to make, it's complicated making a, a whole laptop and devices. Some, there are going to be some screw ups. I don't believe that's that's behind the blood feud. There must have been something else behind it. That's why I just don't think it was necessarily just Bumpgate, because Bumpgate wasn't just Apple. That was Dell. That was HP. That was anybody who built something with those that line of GPUs. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah, I can't believe it's just it's got to be something. I I, th- I think it is, and not necessarily just that Bumpgate happened, but Nvidia's reaction to it. Yeah, I okay. also believe that Apple is going to play hardball with Epic. Like they were just saying, we're not reinstating you until all the appeals process is done. And uh, Tim Sweeney was complaining that might be five years. And Apple's like, "Yep, yeah, of course <laughs> they're they're going to play hardball." You know, and I will tell you, Epic will play hardball with Apple too. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know they they got some problems with. Clo- I mean, everybody with a closed software marketplace has major issues now. They, I mean, they really need to think like, how are we going to get out of? Once you get once you get the government jumped on your back. The government loves that ride. It ain't never getting off. You could ask Microsoft. You could ask anybody. It just, they never get off your back. And you got the EU climbing on a, you know, on a Apple now too. So it's, it's just not, it's not fun. Yep. I don't think, I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, these chips look impressive as hell though. Or heck, pardon me, kids who are watching. Uh, they have the LP, Lots of P's DR5 memory now, so they have that. They have a big 32 megabyte of single-layer cache for the GPU, so it's kind of like what uh, AMD is doing with Infinity Cache on the 1080p cards. Uh, so this thing's going to have awesome memory bandwidth, too, which is going to be great for content creators again. I think this this people are looking at this like, how can a game, how can I compare it against an RTX 3080? But I think... This GPU is tuned to just hum on content creation tests. That's my gut reaction looking at this. Yeah, no, it's it's clearly made as a you know a showcase for Final Cut Pro and also for hopefully Adobe products. Which is the weird thing. I I sort of think it's it's interesting to me because it, Adobe is the one that makes or breaks platforms now. You know, it used to be said if you if you had if you had a computer and you didn't have Office, of course predating that there were older applications but if you there was a time that if if microsoft had stopped offering office on the mac it would have been over it would have been totally put into the same bin with your atari st and amiga right because it's just like what the hell do i want this this apple laptop if i can't get office right that was sort of the thing nobody could nobody really cares if you can get office anymore if, if you ask me maybe corporate customers but most people like you know what i don't even what do i need the functions but adobe if you do not have a platform with Adobe Creative Cloud on there, Creative Suite on there, it, it you don't have a you don't have a platform, right? It's it's not a serious platform at that point. Yep. I mean, that's sort of like I think like with Chrome OS, Chrome well, OS at, will at never that level be of kind of laptop, right? Yeah, yeah, because I, I mean, yeah, there's well, but there's people who if they just need to browse the web, Chrome OS is fine. You know? Yeah, like, no, yeah. I mean, but that's but you know, it's that there's a certain thing where yeah, that's that's kind of like that great spot where Chrome OS Chrome OS is kind of beating everybody because uh, say what you will, a lot of people who bought Mac MacBook Pros 13s, it's basically a Chromebook. They could have bought a Chromebook for what a lot of them are using it for. It wouldn't matter, but mm-hmm. they like, oh, I, I might use Photoshop, so they they're gonna buy it, right? So. 
Well, but I just sort of think like without Adobe, it's it's over, and I, it feels like like everybody, Nvidia, uh, Intel, and Apple, and AMD, they like they gotta. If you don't have Adobe on your side, if you are not optimized to to, to scream like a bat out of hell with Adobe products, you, you don't you're non-existent, right? Uh, well, you know, uh, we have some great questions from Dr. Ian Cutters of Tech Tech Potato. Uh, what's going on, Ian? Um, friend of the show. You should get a. Yeah, we'll, we'll send you a shirt. Give me your address. Uh, but anyway, I ain't going. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I know where you are. Uh, the uh, anyway, you know what you need. I don't care if you're on a, on a Mac. I don't care if you're on a PC. You're gonna need antivirus, right? You're gonna you're gonna need some of these tools to keep you safe going on on the web because you know what. Even even as impressive as, as these new chips and, and laptops might be from Apple, you're going to need antivirus. You're going to need things like a, a VPN, especially if you're on public Wi-Fi, right? Uh, well, you know what? You can check out Avast. Avast is a security suite uh, of, of, of software. It, there's a free version of Avast 1 that, that comes with those things I just talked about, like antivirus, VPN, uh, you know, everything to keep you safe while you peruse uh, the internet, whether you're on a Windows uh, or, or a Mac system. So you should go check it out. Thank you for sponsoring The Full Nerd. I just get that in there real quick. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, anyway, so thank you. Avast, uh, Avast One, Avast.com, check it out. Uh, but uh, to to a question from uh, Dr. Ian Cutris uh, on the, the Adobe front, he, he actually has two good questions. Uh, how do you benchmark Adobe when you need a license for every machine running tests across multiple systems at once? Gordon, how do you get around that? Well, the, well, you can remember if you have a license for um, Creative Cloud, you can activate, I think, two machines simultaneously. So I have heard people who are benchmarking multiple platforms will uh, install the application run the app to make sure it's activated um say like if you're running procyon or puja bench and then go to airplane mode because you you should always be running in airplane mode anyway if you're doing any testing as you know and then you just simply run the test that way but yeah it's a pain activated software is kind of a pain yep uh, that's why i don't benchmark origin based pc games because they have a similar thing with lockouts it's like nope i don't have enough time for that <laughs> i had ubi kill me one time because i was like doing testing and i was doing that trick of where you like go offline and do your testing well eventually they're like well this is really suspicious behavior it's like i'm like <laughs> and it just stopped working it's like oh it's like even though i logged out of everything it was just like nope not gonna run it's like i we our office is like 200 yards from their office i was gonna go over there and knock on their door but <laughs> i didn't uh, Ian, Ian says uh, he doesn't run in airplane mode. He disables the network controllers through PowerShell. Yeah, fancy, fancy. Yeah, fancy that board. could work too. I just kind of feel like uh, it's just easier to unplug the LAN cable. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but a, a better question, and maybe something to Brad can help with this. Uh, for, also from Ian, uh, do we really think the GPU can access all 400 gigabyte per second itself? I wonder what the internal fabric can support. Perhaps that becomes the bottleneck. No, I 100% agree with that. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see what it's like in the real world. I 100% agree with that. That's, I would be shocked if that's all going to the GPU alone. So when you're doing something that's in the GPU and the CPU, might not hit those levels. I agree. You know what's a little bit weird about that, too? Because so far, there's an M1 Pro, and then there's a... So the, well, M1 Max. There's an M1 Max that has basically the two, 200 gig uh, memory bandwidth, and there's an M1 Max with a 400 gig, which is only mm-hmm. on the 17-inch. 
It's not available. Inch. Or 16. It's only on the 16-inch. It's not on the 14. But they don't seem to differentiate it. Like, it doesn't say, like, this is the M1 Max Max, right? Max Plus. Or, <laughs> it's just weird that, like, well, one is... there's like, a differentiation for the price. That's, <laughs> yeah, but you would, you would think that there would be some kind of differentiator. But, you know, it's... I I'm not sure why they're why they're doing it that way. Because I think of, they would play up whatever. Like that's obviously a benefit to some workflows and stuff like that. You'd think they would play that up in the marketing or at least on the tech specs or something like that. They'd be like, yeah, if you want to do X Y Z, this is the one that you want. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's, it's not just that. Uh, tech with Sean, friend of the show, uh, points out the the Pro has two times hardware video encoders on board, and I think the Max has four or something like that. Yeah, so I mean, the, the, there's reasons to step up. Uh, and obviously, you're going to need kind of the bigger chassis, I think, to 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 hopefully keep it cool. So I, I think that's why they do that. But yeah, it is. I do I do love how Apple showed the die shots and the layouts and everything of the chips. That was super cool. I wish PC companies would do that more often. Yeah, no, I mean they got to show off their new baby. So I yeah, I do wonder too about the battery life performance. I mean, clearly, anybody who's ever used a gaming laptop knows battery is to go from as far as most of them is to go from the kitchen to the bedroom or something. It's about as far as you really kind of want to go. You're, you're never really going to see gaming on any real discrete GPU in excess of an hour and a half at maybe two hours. If you're lucky, I guess there's some controls that NVIDIA puts in their control frame rates, but it's pretty bad. I do wonder if we're really going to see that kind of insane battery life out of these, which you would think you would with all the hardware encoders, I would think like, yeah, you you may really see like, yeah, I, I can encode, you know, 8K audios, 8K video streams on the new M1 Max. And I can I can do it in the field and and it'll be OK if it's all in the, on the hardware encoders. Yeah. I mean, but this is the thing uh, pros. Uh, if you can plug into the wall, you plug into the wall. Like I would say yeah. editing, rendering, gaming, anything uh, on a laptop. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're trying to really push it, you you know, you're 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 counting against the clock. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not. Yeah, and then no, the, not too the one limit on all these is is you are for people who don't know you cannot have a laptop that has a, a battery larger than 100 watt hours and bring it onto a plane. Mm. So no matter who makes that laptop, Dell, HP, MSI, ASUS, Apple, the battery cannot exceed you know 100 watt hours. So that is always the hard limit. Can you really? I'm really interested to see if you can really stretch out that battery life it's under a heavy load. Playing I mean, video is not a big deal. Like, if you're sitting there doing um, something that is going to be really pushing that 400 gigs a second on that GPU uh, mm-hmm. on the on the, on the the MacBook Pro, are you really going to see four hours of battery life, five hours of battery life? I, I agree with you. I think that's probably going to be the case. That being said, if their efficiency is as good as they claim, 70% better than... The RTX 3050 or 3080, depending which chip you're looking at, with all those hardware encoders, all that stuff all put together. I think, you know, especially if you're doing one of those tasks like ProRes rendering or whatever, something that really takes advantage of it. I would not be surprised if it winds up not necessarily being five or six hours kind of, you know, rendering videos, but a lot longer than you would find on a comparable gaming notebook with, on the Windows side. Yeah, and the other thing that I think people, you know, we don't have one for testing, obviously, but I really hope people who are testing it are doing it in a fair manner. And that is, mm-hmm. if you are doing a workload on the, the new M1 Mac, 
um, MacBook Pro, you definitely should be doing, you should be using native because I think that is, a, I think it's, I mean, there are cases where there's just nothing native. So you do also have to point that out too because there's some things where it still sucks if it's not native. But um, I, I do feel like you can't have like, oh, look, we did this, you know, ProRes render in Final Cut Pro and then we ran this one thing that's either all CPU bound <laughs> on... Uh, on a on a on a PC gaming laptop in Premiere and look, look it's like you can't it can't it's got to be the same thing it's, it's going to be two things hey. it's, it's going to be either hey we ran this on Final Cut Pro but we wanted to test it on a, on a Windows laptop but you couldn't so it's yeah. faster uh, or the other thing's going to be like oh we're just going to run Geekbench uh, and then oh yeah it's cool it's, it's so much better yeah that's what it is but uh, to be fair I think a lot of the Mac reviews that I see aren't even going to compare it against Windows laptops yeah ninety uh, percent yeah. of the Mac reviews I see out there just compared to last generation Macs, which, as we said, people tend to get locked into that ecosystem. I think that's a fair way of doing it, too, for enthusiast reviews. Yeah, uh, sort of. So, Sort of. And yeah. here's, here's my problem with that is I think, yes, definitely, you know what? People are going to buy Apple. They're going to buy Apple. They're never going to switch brands. Or, mm-hmm. 90%, 99%. There's a reason why 90% of the world runs Windows, and there's a reason why 10% of it runs Macs. Never going to change. It hasn't changed in years, right? But I I think uh, it just what the hell was I even saying? I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> we were talking about the. They're not going to. Oh, comparing comparing apples to to oranges. Yeah. So I, I think so. Like I think it is completely fair, and you really I think it would be crazy because again, people who are on Mac Island aren't going to switch for the most part. So you definitely need to put you know Intel x eighty six MacBook Pro up against you know M one. <laughs> Pro Max, whatever you want to call it, that Just is completely fair. But then I think my problem is like you will see the reviews come out whenever they come out, and then like I can tell you, I am absolutely sure that the the M ones will stomp the holy hell out of the old MacBook Pro. That's not even mm-hmm. that's not why I even doubt it, right? This is like mm-hmm. it's going to stomp the holy hell out of that. But then you're going to get people that go on Twitter and say like, "Oh my God, look at that!" There's no way any PC laptop would ever compare. Look, they just totally crushed these <laughs> these MacBook Pros with a ninth gen CPU and a Radeon whatever five fifty. You know, there's like a, it's a limited to eighty seven watt hours in a really thin. That laptop I think was like four, like four point two pounds. I think Something the new like that, MacBook yeah. Pros are actually heavier. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that you're going to get the people like somehow to like somehow infer that a super thin already thermally limited MacBook Pro 16 with Intel is somehow comparable to a Ryzen 9 or a, a Tiger Lake Intel with an RTX 3080 or 30 series. It's just not it's just not the same. You have to then do your comparisons before you go on your your twiddle your Twitter screaming about it, right? That's just that to if me is do, the if, problem. If someone listening to this does happen to re- be reviewing uh M1 Max laptop if you get into contact with MSI, Gigabyte, or one of those companies, ASUS that does offer one of those high-end Ryzen 9, you know, Core i9 chips with the RTX 3080, I'm sure they would be very happy to send you one for, for comparison. <laughs> Just throwing that out there, someone who is not reviewing the M1 Mac myself. I will, I, I will say the, the, the reason why <clears throat> I switched was that I, I started to hear that there were things that, that Apple couldn't do, right? 
when I when I was deep in it, it wasn't like I was looking and being like, oh, I need a new laptop. Well, should I get this one or should I get that one? I was like, no, well, I'm I'm going to get Mac. So I guess how much am I going to have to pay for for what features? I think it, where it really started to bubble up and and where the comparisons get it wrong is like there are some things that the PC can do better and also the gaming part of it. So it was just like, oh, okay, well, if I'm going to buy a computer, you know what? I might lose out on some things. I might gain on some things, but I also might really gain on gaming. You know, that's when it started to kind of seep in and be like, hey, you know what? And it's usually cheaper depending on what you're doing. You know, so for me, it's like, even if I saw that the new M1 Mac or Mac M1 Max, whatever, <laughs> had a, a great premiere encoding you know it's just like oh man it's just you know i don't know 10 percent better in in my use case even that well it's like yeah but i mean is that still enough for me to push off the, the gaming stuff and all the things like for me i'm 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 not the buyer who's like i just want the best you know for me it's more like okay it's it's going to be trade-offs no matter what so I, I think that's the thing is that a lot of these people screaming on on Twitter or the you know the Mac review sites that just review Mac and don't look at Windows stuff is that they're looking inside their own ecosystem and right now Apple still does sell an Intel based <laughs> laptop so they're like well don't ever buy this one you should just get this one and this is how much better it is you know? yeah yeah it's- I do you know this is I hope it'd be interesting to hear what the insights on this are but so I kind of wonder what this does for the future of the Mac right now, everything is, you know, sunny every day, five years from now, Intel, AMD after five in the next five years of fighting AMD, Nvidia and Intel. And, you know, basically the competition between those three is fierce all the time. It drives all three of them to make better products, to dunk on each other all the time. Now that the Mac is sort of like really even more isolated from that, Will performance continue to hockey stick up or will it just sort of like, or does Apple go like, well, we've got everybody. They're now basically, you're not going anywhere, right? You, you have your Mac, you're in our ecosystem. You're not going to run well, windows. Where, where do they, are they? I, I think Apple has a good, strong track record of continuing to keep the pedal to the metal with its own chips in the iPad, in the iPhone. Like they never rested on their laurels. They make sure to stay out there in the front. I think being in their own, I think it just adds that much more to the competition. I think they will be pushed to continue to say, hey, we still smoke NVIDIA, we still smoke Intel, we still smoke AMD. And those companies will be pushed just as hard to say, hey, you know, M1 Max, more like M1 Less or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is they, again... The, they could, it? they could, but I'm saying... NVIDIA doesn't They care. haven't done that. They haven't done that in the past. Apple hasn't with their own chips. They've always kept it going. But the thing is, NVIDIA does not care what Apple does, and they haven't cared for years. Clearly, there's some kind of blood feud. We don't know what it's over. But what do they care? They don't, you know, does it really change? I mean, for NVIDIA, they're, the only thing they're interested in is is continuing to eat into Intel's market share and data center, right? Also, co- to continue to bash AMD's brain in all the time. And to sell Mac users GeForce Now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they don't they don't care, but I'm I guess what I'm saying is like they their Intel, AMD and Nvidia will continue to fight. That means that will continue to make them compete and work harder to make better things. I don't doubt that Apple is going to stop and rest on their laurels. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is now the Mac is now tied to the iPhone. It's mm-hmm. the iPad. It's iPhone, of course. iPad, of Mac. Course. So you have this sort of like triumvirate and 
is that always going to – is the drive for that – since they basically don't compete with Intel, AMD, and NVIDIA anymore, isn't it tied to the development of the Mac, of the iPhone more so than the Mac? And then how does that affect sort of the 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 the, the vectors of where the other three are going? You know, because they're going in different directions and – and and Apple's history is like, yeah, you know what? We don't we we don't care about pro stuff, right? It's already pretty good. What do you need? You know, like, uh, but look, they got this new awesome feature that they're doing. They don't. I mean, it's just kind of in some ways, if they don't have to compete as much because now everybody's even more locked into that ecosystem, is that going to take some? Like, it's not going to be as they don't really have to beat anybody. Who cares? What are you going to do? Switch the you know. Run, run windows on your mac is like no you well, i get i get where you're coming from i just to me i don't see that in the history of apple i don't see them acting like that i would not be worried about that if i was in the market for a mac which i definitely am not also, also uh dr ian cutris uh, says isn't the blood feud that apple wanted to use OpenCL and nvidia wanted to use cuda yep i don't know <laughs> No. That's part it's, of it too. It feels like it's whatever it is. It is it is way more deeper. It is clearly a uh, somebody got offended somewhere. And Bumpgate, it's just, it's not, it can't be Bumpgate. <laughs> With Bumpgate, they were trying to get the vendors to take the hit instead of Nvidia themselves too. I'm sure Apple didn't like that. I think that was just part of negotiation. But again, the the amount of this is the problem with people in the Apple side is they always pretend. There's nothing ever stinks. And believe me, everybody lays turds once in a while. And Apple oh, yeah. has laid plenty of turds on its laptops. <laughs> screen stopped and working. Hot you close turds. the thing and the, the screen shatters or the, the key stop because you get a, a speck of dust. They do it all the time. And it's, it's it doesn't turn into we're never going to talk to you again kind of thing. Whatever it is, it's pretty damn serious. I don't I don't know what it is. Uh, well, um, we, we do have a, a, a couple super chats I want to get to real quick. Brian Lynn gave us $5. Thank you so much. Said uh, one thing I would be interested in, at least to me, is a guide on switching to Mac OS for PC users. What do we lose? What do we gain? That's, that's interesting. Uh, VC Jester, friend of the show. Thank you so much. Gave us $5. Said uh, I'm behind, but Gordon is collecting MacBooks with battery bulges. The ATF has entered the chat i i actually and i'm not even joking i have like two macbook airs and a macbook pro 15 the one where they i'm sorry again i just want to point this out it's one of those models where they literally never changed a thing for like six years <laughs> so apple gets if you want evidence of apple getting complacent with its macs i could break out like 50 different different models of macs where they got complacent as hell Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll so, give you the up until like three years ago, the MacBook Air just still had 720p screens. So, yeah, no, I mean, like, what? What? And then, like, I, because one of the pictures, because, you know, it's always fun to make fun of somebody you never, like, if I wore their shirt every day for the next six years, you would notice it. Like, but I, I literally could stack up like five years of MacBook Pros and you could not tell the difference. You could shuffle them. Yeah. And like I could get like the the hardest MacBook fan. To like, could you tell the difference? Like, no, I, you couldn't. They were all exactly the same except like. They all lost ports. Well, no, they, even the ports were the same. They changed. They maybe changed like the CPU one generate, but like, come on. Um, <clears throat> sorry, we got a uh, uh, 200 rupee, Rupal. 
I'm sorry, from uh, Karthik. Thank you so much. Said, actually, a lot of the argument is kind of pointless. Most people will be happy with the performance out of Horizon 5000 or Tiger Lake or M1 for most tests. Very true. Obviously, we're talking about yep. extreme cases. Uh, but Apple is just annoying with its deceptive marketing. Yes, which is, you know, the annoying piece. Yeah, so. I, I, I don't know. I There will be... There will be some things you do on the MacBook that are going to be incredible. Like, you know, they're, they're going to be amazing because you have tightly coupled software application and hardware. And they, when you take advantage of it, it's going to be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's, no, I get what you're saying there for most people. Yeah. But for, but again, it's like, it's, these are, everybody just needs to, to take a breath, step back. These are all products where they want you to open up your, your purse pull out your wallet, give them your credit card, and buy it. These are not your friends. These are not your brand. Don't put their sticker on your car. Don't go to Twitter and yell about it. They just want your money. You find the best tool for your needs. If the MacBook M1 Max is what floats your boat and does it, buy it. Please do. That's what you should do. I would never say do otherwise. If you play games, buy a PC gaming laptop. That's just... That's what it comes out. It's what you do, not not your tribe or your your team or ridiculousness of people. That it's just that's the thing that I think people need to push back against. It's just it's silly. Frankly, if the MacBook was that awesome for what I did, I would buy a MacBook. I have. That's what you should do. That's what we should. Do. Don't be loyal to any brand, any stupid sticker on your car. Just simply, <laughs> you know, buy what works for you. That's that's what you should do. Not what the companies want you to believe. Well. um, Friend of the show, Big Mama in the house, what's going on, uh, said, uh, so will this new M1 uh, push AMD to offer larger APUs uh, with larger memory in their laptops? No. No. It's what Intel does that will push AMD to do what <laughs> the new APUs. They don't care. I mean, and, and I, this is the unfair part of this world, too. 90% of the planet Earth the third rock from the sun every year elects to buy a computer, a, an x86 processor for a PC running Windows, mostly. Some run Linux, data center stuff. Why do we always have to think that everybody does something just because of what this small minority does? Right? Well, why do we even have to think about that? But we just love to do it. We like to beat ourselves up about this. Uh, Big Mama in the House also follows up uh, said this earlier and there are some people uh, chatting about this to hear uh, is the future is the future an all-in-one SOC no upgradeability uh, and also right to repair stuff you know that that is one thing you know I love using this because I we we need to challenge our own beliefs too if Intel because I know if you know obviously because you know everybody likes to beat up on Intel if Intel said look Next generation of CPU for laptops. It's going to be uh, integrated memory. We are we're, we would just like this whole tightly coupled thing that Apple's doing that the, the, everybody got like, oh, my God, this is the best thing in the world. Tightly coupled, you know, like it's like a so everything will be, you know, you get this package it's going to be fixed. What? You can't do that, Intel. I, I need to I need to be able to swap my memory out. Right. People will scream bloody murder if that's even attempted and i i think that's i don't think it's necessarily future it might be but if it is 
people need to be able to go like, yeah, okay, it's a better thing and it's worth it for the technical advantages. So I will accept that. Not scream like, I, you can't change ATX, right? You can't. I don't. Can't. I, I agree 100% with everything you're saying. If that, why, I could see a future where that does definitely wind up being the case 10 years from now plus. Uh, but in the short term, at the very least, like, not just upgradability, but the ability to customize your hardware to what you need and throw a gigantic 350 watt 30 X, 30, RTX 3090 in your system if you need to do content creation tasks or all those kinds of things. Like, that is a benefit. And I think it's clear that the PC companies believe that as well. Just look at the way that NVIDIA is trying to buy CPUs, uh, trying to buy ARM. Look at the way that Intel is getting into GPUs. I'm not worried about everything getting mind-melded at once anytime in the near future. Yeah, but I, I do wonder, though, because like, the mix and match is what I love. It's what makes it so awesome to be a DIYer or, or desktop person. But that is are we kind of like the advantages of that or we sort of like hit the end where we do have to accept some more integration we've already integrated pcie we've already integrated you know uh memory controllers what about integrated memory right so gdr 7x integrated on the motherboard with a tightly coupled cpu and gpu from intel amd or nvidia would diyers immediately scream bloody murder i can't mix amd with intel or you know or nvidia with amd anymore or do we you know i i don't i don't know I mean, i'd say the laptop space is definitely different than the desktop space though obviously yeah yeah, yeah it is but the, i can tell you that the res- there would be resistance if if intel's first mobile part with some next future part came with a inter- tightly coupled cpu and gpu no pcie locking out amd or nvidia people scream bloody murder right on our side. So, but I'm just saying there might be some technical advantages for that. And maybe it's the future we do have to prepare for because it, it may be the, because if that's the thing that's better, do you just simply resist because there's no modularity or do we say, well, we love this idea, but you need to do it in a way that's modular. I, I don't know what the right answer is. I'm just putting that out there because it, it gets, it pushes people on their comfort level, especially with the way things are done on this side. Very true. It's something, it's something I'm going to worry about in a decade. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, but come on. P- the one thing you can say about PC crowd, Brad, is we love worrying about stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know what I like to... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say uh, Master Procrastinator over on uh, on Discord, front of the show, asks, uh, Windows ARM devices don't perform very well compared to Apple ARM devices. What will it take to change that? Is the PC stuck with x86? I don't know. Because, I mean, they are, and it is, and I, I think it is very fair to, oh, my God. That SQ1 and that Mac, that Surface, the Surface, oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, I got this thing stuck in backwards or something. It was like, <laughs> like everything was like M1 up here, uh, Ryzen up here, you know, uh, Core i7 up here. And they're like, what, what is this little stumpy thing down here? Oh, that's, that's the SQ1. I, I don't know. I mean, do you wonder if that's a, I have asked that because I'm not an ARM person, but I've asked that people. It's like, is this like an, I mean, it's clearly not an ARM thing now that we have M1, but is this like a Qualcomm thing? Is this a manufacturing thing? I don't know what it is, but. I, don't I think even... it's a mixture. I think it's a mixture of possibly a Qualcomm thing, along with I think Apple's software emulation is just they got that 
finely tuned, and I don't think Microsoft and Qualcomm's joint efforts there. Yeah, they still that. they still take a pretty big hit, though. I mean, it's like twenty five, thirty yeah. percent on there. It which is, is really good. Which is really which good. is a lot better than what you find on trying to run Chrome on a Qualcomm laptop, <laughs> <sighs> or not Chrome, but something that you care about performance with. I don't under. I just don't understand. Like, like, like it's one of those things. Like with with that original SQ one Surface, it's like this is something you should never have released. This should have been like a developer platform. Right, because it's just like it's almost like, yeah, it proves it runs, but this just sort of makes people not want it even more. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's been the problem with Windows on ARM the whole time. Like the original Surface RT came out with that Windows Eight RT, and that died real quick because of the exact same issues. So maybe it's a Windows thing. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I and the thing that kind of scares me too, because Microsoft keeps wanting to push this whole ARM thing. Which I get, you should it should be open, and people do forget Windows used to run on many, many different processor architectures. It wasn't just x86, it's just that the one that won. But I just sometimes feel like, why do they keep doing this? Like, why do they keep pushing this whole mobile tablet world thing? You know, it's like, it almost feels like in, uh, Microsoft wants to make another run at, like, iPad. You know, which I don't, I don't get. Well, I mean, Qualcomm laptops have the super long battery life. They have the 5G and stuff like which you can also get in Intel stuff. But yeah, those yeah. are like features of that. And those are compelling features. Yeah. I feel like we're getting kind of off topic here. Yep. But there are benefits to it. It just hasn't worked out yet. And I am not at all sure why. But something is clearly not working out there. Well, I will point out, Brad, the reason why you need that long battery life on that Qualcomm-based <laughs> Windows device is because it takes that much longer to finish. So that is like, yeah, oh, that's great. I got four hours of battery life left. It's like, well, because it can take you three hours. So I guess that's good. Uh, okay. And anything else you want to say about Apple stuff uh, before before we move on? Yeah, you know, I was in a call in a briefing. It's an embargo briefing, so I can't even say what it was or who it was or whatever. But I think in the Q&A section, I think it was like maybe a, a one minute and 40 seconds before someone asked, is is the M1, is this faster than the M1, M, the new M1 Max? And and I thought it was, again, I think it's, it is appropriate to ask, is the M1 Max faster than a new GPU laptop? or a new CPU and a laptop for something that had nothing to do with a uh, mobile part at all. I, I thought it was rather interesting, but I, I just want to point out it took uh, less than two minutes for somebody <laughs> to ask that question. Uh, time time to M1. That's, that's what we're going to track. <laughs> we should just keep track of that. Uh, all right. Well, I did, yeah. Have you reached out to Apple to see if you get a review yet? Uh, for your own testing? No, are you kidding? <laughs> and I want to point out something. These guys are acting like they are attending a Windows x86 funeral. It's because of all the Twitter stuff. People are saying it's over. In fact, we are in a funeral. That's why we're saying that, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll see how uh, Ryzen runs on on windows 11 i know there's there's been problems we kind of touched on a little bit last week but it, w it wasn't a focus or anything what, what what's going on with Ryzen on windows 11 gordon i uh two main issues one um not quite as serious that is actually fixed as of this morning so this question isn't that important but on windows 11 if you had a Ryzen 
uh, you know, they have their best core. So like in each of their, their clusters, they will say what core is slightly faster than the others. Windows 11 did not properly recognize that. A new chipset update, go to PCWorld.com to see where, where to get that download, read the story, click on it, download that, install it. Once you do that, Windows 11 on your Ryzen system will then recognize the correct CPU to throw uh, some tasks at that, you know, slightly faster than the others. Not a big deal. The other problem was far more serious, and that was L3 cache performance was was really, really hobbled. I think it was like, what, three times slower, and hmm. I think also yep. uh, testing by Paul Alcorn over at Tom's Hardware found it to be like, I don't know, like Windows 10 cache performance on Ryzen was like 11 times faster than what it was on Windows 11, so clearly it was a, it was a major issue. That is, is, so, is a major issue. That's is. still not fixed. Well, Mark Hawkman, go to PCWorld.com. You can find this well. Said they released a patch for it supposedly last well. For insiders, for people running the beta versions of Windows 11, it is corrected. <laughs> They're all beta versions. <laughs> it hasn't, yeah. It hasn't dropped yet <laughs> officially if you're not running an insider preview version. That's expected to fix it. It isn't out yet, but uh, clearly... It is not a good look for Windows 11 on Ryzen, and of course the conspiracy theories are already are already running on that one. The conspiracy oh, we got on the chat. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, it, it is it is kind of awkward because they've spent a lot of time talking up how much work they put into the Intel thread scheduler on this, and then for you know Ryzen chips have been around for years at this point, and they've been working this way for a while, and for it just to have all these issues right out of the gate, it's a rough look. It's a, it's it's more of a rough look for Microsoft than for AMD, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's a rough look. Uh, well, we got two two good questions just to back it up a little bit. Dave Weldon asks, uh, "Can you explain why why is it an LT three uh, an L three cache issue?" Uh, and the other one is from um, uh, CPUY. Uh, I was asking uh, why AMD only and not Intel. Uh, I don't know exactly what the issue is. I didn't read the. Um uh, whatever they posted on the blog post about what fixed it, I don't think they particularly said. Clearly, no, it didn't. was some somebody was like reaching for their diet Snapple when they were should have been like typing something instead, and something slipped into it. Why only AMD and not Intel? I I don't know, frankly. I I don't know, and I know, of course, people are going to say it's because you know Wintel, right? That that long said conspiracy. You know, it could be. There's so many different reasons it could be. It could be well. They are developing a new operating system, a new operating system during the time of a pandemic. Everybody's doing remotely. It is a lot easier for you to get stuff fixed as a manager when you go over and glare at somebody over the cubicle wall rather than trying to get a Zoom call with them when they say, oh, I'm in the bathroom. Okay, well, I can't can't bother you now. Um, It could be because Intel simply has a lot more developer resources you know, their their engineering resources may have been working with Microsoft very, very closely on Windows 11 scheduler because it's it affects Alder Lake more than than anything. All of that means all the eyeballs are looking at this brand new you know design from Intel. Maybe they didn't pay attention to that and assumed it would just simply work like it did on Windows 10, and something worked in there. So I I don't know, but there's a lot of reasons um, that it could be beyond simply conspiracy from a moon base, volcano base. Because I uh, want a volcano base. And one of the unfortunate things is I went and looked, and there are uh, Windows Insider like forum chat threads going back to like July mentioning this. Like it was 
flagged as a potential issue by at least some beta testers, but it made it into the full release. I think Microsoft rushed this out the door is my feeling. Just looking at the overall level of bugs, the fact that Android apps weren't ready, you know, there's no direct storage game supported yet. I think they rushed Windows 11 out the door for the holiday season so we can get laptops with it. And I think, you know, this stuff is complicated, man. Like, we're all just used to Windows working, but getting all these, you know, fancy pieces of sand to interact with the software at the operating system level and then out beyond that to everything, it's super complicated. So we're just witnessing that. We said don't we said don't upgrade to Windows 11 yet and stuff like this is exactly why cuz there's going to be more stuff like this when Windows 10 came out it turned out like if you plugged in a Kindle it would like I forget it would stop the laptop from charging or something like that. <laughs> like there were issues with webcams there were issues with Kindles like there's always bugs and issues. Uh I'm not overly concerned about this. It does just reiterate the point that I think you should be in no rush to upgrade to Windows 11 yet. Uh, good question in the chat here from uh, Mome Smith. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce that. They said, uh, "Hopefully, AMD fixes this before next year when they have the new Ryzen with the uh, additional L3 cache on the uh, uh, CPU." So, it, could this could this get worse if uh, if AMD? How, how's this going to impact AMD? I don't. I don't think it'll get worse, and I I understand the fix is coming soon. Um, so, I think basically. People won't remember this in a in a couple of weeks. It'll just be people pulling their hair out over whatever the results of new products are in two weeks. So it's not a big deal. And and you know I I and remember Microsoft built a Surface laptop with an AMD CPU, right? They clearly mm-hmm. they like what AMD's doing. They built the Xbox with AMD. They like a lot of things about uh, what AMD has. So this is not. Microsoft has something out against uh, AMD. I don't. I don't believe so. I think not there's, whatsoever. There's still things that are coming, and I'm sure when the Vcash version comes out, it'll things will be fine. It's it's sort of like by then Windows 11 will have all a lot of the bugs ironed out. So well, hopefully, there may actually I, get more attention by then. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if when Alder Lake does wind up coming out later this year, uh, it has some issues with the thread scheduler as well. So it's just. These things happen with new operating systems, especially when you're talking about changing how threads are scheduled and stuff like that. And all, all, all this stuff, man, is complicated. <laughs> yeah, it will get ironed out, hopefully. I mean, I do. It is kind of that. You do point out that really good point, though, is like people were like, hey, this is a problem months ago and it never got fixed. But that happens. I had a phone made by a very large company that had starts with G in it. Basically, at some point, the Wi-Fi and the cellular radios, like, performance was horrible, and they never fixed it. So That's what happens when you buy a gateway phone. <laughs> yeah, it was a gateway phone. But no, it just, I, it'll, I think it'll be okay by then. Yeah. But it does mean in the short term, if you have upgraded to Windows 11, be updating, be, be on the lookout, not just the operating system, but be on the lookout for drivers like this from AMD, from Intel, from whoever makes your graphics card. Like, expect to have to update more often than you normally would as these things get ironed out. And I think everybody should also just like don't don't take the the three line post to Reddit or Twitter and then think that is the last word on everything because it isn't. Yeah, sure, things are kind of a shambles right now, to be frank. And but it's going to get better. If things always get fixed. Don't but don't just sort of always key in on this sort of like chaos at the beginning because there's anytime there's a new play. Believe me, when these new Macs launch, there will be plenty of bugs that will will show up too, and it'll get ironed out. You know, it's just Hater. not a big deal. 
It is a big deal because, I mean, AMD itself said yeah. with this L3 cache thing, and the, it might be combined with the best core thing, I don't remember, uh, eSports games, if you're playing eSports games, mm-hmm. like it, it would drop your performance by 10 to 15% it can. So that's tangible. So that yeah. does stink. You do want to go update. But, yeah, it's the world is not burning. Just hold off on updating to Windows 11 for now. And yeah, you, you're right, Brad, because it is, it's not like it's like, oh, let's just ignore it and fix it in six months. Cause no, this has to be fixed right now. But at the same time, the only reason why they're fixing it now when it wasn't, when it was flagged, whatever months ago is because everybody's screaming about it. You get people on forums, you see Twitter, you see news stories and videos on YouTube saying this is horrible. And they go, oh, somebody's got to fix this now. So that, that does help. Mm hmm. Uh, all right. I w- want to get some questions uh, before we get out of here. Okay. Sure. Nice. I will. Uh, I will switch it over. Uh, if you have questions, get them in uh, on the the chat platform of your choice and at PC World, so I can see them and organize them easier. Uh, but if you're you're listening to this later, watching this later, uh, get on over our Discord. Uh, we, we got some fine folks over there. There is a channel to pop in questions that I can read uh, at any time and at any place. So. Uh, let's go first with a super chat that just came in from Ruben Berlin. Thank you so much. He gave us a uh, 10 Canadian dollars, I think, uh, and said, uh, I noticed I had an update. I went and checked what it was and it was windows 11. Uh, if I had blind, just blindly updated, would I now be running windows 11? Are they pushing windows 11 on folks in this sly way? How, how many people do you think are, uh-uh. are getting fooled on it? What it what it does is you'll get the updates, and I've seen it on my own system. Uh, no, I haven't. I lied. I saw it on I another have, laptop I that I was uh, testing. Uh, you'll get the Windows 10, you know, you have updates available, that kind of standard stuff. But you also see a big box that says, hey, Windows 11 is here now. We have all this stuff. Click this box if you want to update to Windows 11. So it's a big, totally separate, different box than anything else you've ever seen before in the Windows update thing. I don't... As a person who was... One of the front runners of calling Microsoft out on how it handled the Windows 7 to Windows 10 force updates. Like, I was interviewed by the BBC for it kind of a deal. I don't find what Microsoft is doing right now shady. I think they're doing it just right. I screwed up, and I joined the Insider Preview to get a Windows 11 build for Mm -hmm. some testing, and (laughs) it is sometimes hard to get out of that Insider. It was like... (laughs) It was continually in trying to install it. I'd like erase it, and then I'd reboot, and then it would like start downloading again. It's like, how do I stop this thing? That's why I know some people who run those on like their only computer. It's like, man, mm. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, cool. Thank you for that super chat. Um, here's a, a good one from friend of the show, C- CMC Knight in 1984. So serious question time with TSMC having a new foundry opening in 2023. Uh, could Apple even then provide a sufficient amount of chips to make them the majority machine in actual units? You, you mean actually take over uh, market share for the entire yep. world? Yes. Um, They're too high priced. Yeah. No, that's like it doesn't. Apple exists to sell. <sighs> I'm going to explain it this way. The the M1 and the the M M1 Pro and M1 Max as good as they are for what they are compared comparatively they're not going to go into $300 PCs. They're mm-hmm. not going to go into $150 Chromebooks. It's just not that's not 
that's not where Apple likes to play. And every time Apple's even tried to make low cost devices, they never sell because most people who buy Apple items always select 11 for every single option. So I, I, it's never going to happen because the entire world cannot afford to shell out $2,000 for a new laptop. Yeah, it's been several years since I've looked at the stats, so it might be wildly out of date at this point. And PC laptops are a lot better now than they used to be. But it used to be like MacBooks made up like 10% of overall PC sales, but got like 85% of the profits or something like that back mm-hmm. in the day. And with that's the kind of ratio that you want as a business. Like if you can sell more, great. But if, if you're making in all the profits going for the high end, you're not shooting for mass market. Macs and laptops are different from iPhones because iPhones, you subsidize those. You get them through your carriers. You pay $10 a month. That's not going to happen anytime soon for Macs. So. Yeah. And to give you an idea, in actual units shipped, uh, Apple ships maybe around as many. Apple, a trillion-dollar company, one of the most valuable companies in human history, ships maybe. They sell as many Macs as around, but maybe about as many as Asus or Acer, maybe sometimes. They sort of like move positions. Uh, Lenovo, Dell, and HP sell a ton more computers than, than Apple does. And it's just, but they make plenty of money. That Apple doesn't care. They only care about the money. They don't care about how many they sell. Really. Someone should ask me a question about GeForce Now. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you, know, you mentioned it earlier well, already. Real quick. Yeah, I, he, <laughs> yeah so... Uh, I'm having a hard time getting a, an RTX 3080, Brad. You know, it's oh, it's it's real hard getting is. the GPU out there. What should I do? <laughs> well, you know, setting this up uh, today actually uh, came in last minute, so it wasn't on the show schedule. Uh, Nvidia announced a new RTX 3080 tier for GeForce Now. Uh, so I've been saying for a long time, you know, if you are don't want to go to a console, if your graphic card ain't up to snuff anymore, GeForce Now is a good alternative or a good way to Mac. get through or if you own a mac yeah uh today they rolled out new rtx 3080 plans which gives you an rtx 3080 actually with a larger frame buffer it has uh 24 gigs of vram instead of 10 so you know all the concerns about rtx 3080 only having 10 gigabytes memory doesn't apply to this cloud version because it's not an actual 3080 they're still ga 102 chips but in a different server configuration uh I think it is a hundred dollars for six months, sixteen bucks a month. It works out too, so that's you know split between a Netflix standard plan and Netflix premium plan. You know, sixteen bucks a month, you get access to RTX 3080. Unlike the standard servers, those are run off their own specialized servers, and they're tightly managing access to them. It decided they're actually having a pre-order window for the next few weeks. Because you're not going to be sharing your cloud PC with other people. You won't have wait times or you should have very minimal wait times. Uh, if you have the RTX 3080, you can get 1440p, 120 hertz streams if your monitor supports it. Also works on phones. If you have a 120 hertz phone, you know, you can get 120 frame per second stream on your phone. Uh, they have a super cool, they call it adaptive sync technology, which it is, but it's kind of misleading because everyone has a, vision of adaptive sync monitors at this time but basically this is for every tier now uh they're making it so the server frame output matches your 60 or 120 hertz frame output on your monitor so hopefully that'll make it more smooth for all users uh if you have a shield tv you can get 4k hdr streams 
if you have the RTX 3080 level. And that's, you know, the TLDR. It's real hard to get a graphics card right now. Uh, even if graphics cards were easy to get, you know, spending $700, $800 plus on RTX 3080 is a lot of money. You can rent one from the cloud if your internet is good for 16 bucks a month. Not something I would usually encourage in the normal times, but for right now, it seems like it might be a good fit for some people. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, sorry, we have a question, and I should have read this earlier. Uh, da, 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 Andre said, uh, by the way, GeForce Now has an RTX 3080 performance tier. Oh, sweet. Thank you. Uh, what's what's hmm. the internet bandwidth? Uh, any any talk on how much it sucks up? Uh, there. I don't know how much it sucks up. If you have a broadband cap, that will probably hit it pretty quickly. Uh, but they do have higher bandwidth requirements. Standard GeForce Now uh, takes 25 megs a second. Or uh, The RTX 3080 tier for 144 hertz, 120, 140, ah, so many numbers. 1440p, 120 hertz. They recommend 35 megs per second. Uh, and for 4K HDR to the shield, they say 40 megs per second. Mm. So it mm. does use more bandwidth. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens when you're getting higher resolution at faster rates. So, Brad, I, I, I want to ask this question because I know that's what everybody will ask. is like, why didn't they just sell those GPUs to me instead of hoarding them all for their um, GeForce Now? That's a very good question. Uh, that is kind of what I was hoping to get more of an answer to when I started asking, yo, so what actually is this running? That's how I know it runs 24 gig thing. They, they use, it's a still a GA 102 die for whatever reason. It didn't make it as a 3080 would be my guess. Maybe they have been hoarding these. Who knows? Uh, but there are other parts in a, a GPU that might fail. That would make it so you can't use it as a standalone graphics card. That might make it good for this. Like, uh, if for whatever reason, you know, the display outputs don't work on your die, they can take all those, throw these in servers. They're not just output into a display anyway. Use it for stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, that was part of this. <laughs> it does still kind of burn, right? You're like, you can't get a 3080, but they're like, hey, we got a bunch of them in the cloud. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like I need to get out in front of that and say, like, yeah, these are not; these would not have been sold to consumers in any. They could; these are not good enough for that. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, like if you think back and remember the last mining boom, we saw a bunch of Radeon RX four eighties and five eighties that didn't have any display outputs because you don't need that for mining; you just need that for the you know off the motherboard. Mm-hmm. But those weren't taken away from graphics cards. They were ones that generally would not have been sold because you can't sell a graphics card without a display output. I'm not saying that's what these cards are. I'm saying that's very reasonably could be one of the things these cards are. Okay. Uh, thank you for breaking that down. Uh, CPUY gave us $5 super chat. Thank you so much. Said, uh, what do you think will happen to the millions of PCs that aren't compatible with Windows 11? Windows 10. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Windows 10 is good through 2025. Uh, I think I said this in another episode we had Mark on. I suspect it'll wind up being a Windows 7 or Windows XP moment and going a little bit longer because once it goes up, there's going to be a lot of PCs that aren't getting security patches anymore. So yeah. just keep staying on Windows 10. And it is true, too. People, they'll still, there's people who still roll Windows XP machines without, I mean, it's just, they, they won't give it up. And even though it's totally insecure, they'll, you're right. They will just never move. It'll just, it'll continue on to be zombies forever. So 
Well, unless until you get hit by an attack, that's like a nebulous threat to most people. I think most people think of like appliances. So yeah. I'm sorry. I, I just saw this over on uh, Discord. Liquid R from the show says, uh, "Does the addition of the 3080 make GeForce now the best GPU of 2021?" <laughs> we we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so going back, uh, Doctor Ian Cutter. Let's, let's think about oh. that. Uh, so you pay a hundred dollars to get six months of RTX 3080. So that means if you get a year's worth, that's two hundred dollars. Uh, of RTX 3080, assuming you have internet that can, you know, keep up with it. Mm. Entry-level Radeon RX 6600 is $350 theoretically on the street. It's actually much more, so it, you know, RTX 3080 in the cloud very well could be your best option right now. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Okay, uh especially... Oh, yeah. nope, keep going. I could go. I could go on forever. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I, you know, I'm. I'm wondering. I is the thing that Google makes still around? Whatever they call Stadia. it. Yeah. Stadia. Yep. I, yeah. I, I uh, still have a subscription, and I, I, I get the emails just to just to see what it's like. I, I pop in every once in a while, but yeah, that thing is. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, like, does anybody play it, or do they get any attention, or? I hope no. so, but nobody's talking about it. So yeah. I mean, they do have things released on it. I, I yeah. You got to figure like Google must have like a bulldozer they use in the campus. So like, they got to build the biggest mass graves ever. Like, oh, put Google Plus in there. Oh, oh, dig it back up so we can put whatever this new thing is in there. It's just like, man. well, it's really cool underlying technology. I think I was just reading today that they're making it available in like a white box version, so like AT and T can say, hey, you can play Assassin's Creed on your TV now, kind mm-hmm. of a deal, mm-hmm. or in your browser. So I think they are pivoting more to just making it like an underlying technology thing, which is a lot really cool, but a lot less exciting. Not that it was very exciting to begin with. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like if you think about it, the it it had to be accessed through an external device that you had to plug in. So if I had it built into a TV, <laughs> I mean, I guess I would probably race the mm-hmm. TV a little bit. But, you know, uh, that's still a lot easier than being like, OK, well, if you want it, you also have to get the, the pieces. Do you think they sell advertising on those? On, on the Stadia thing? Do they have advertising? Oh, I've man. I feel so. like I saw some advertising on Twitch at some point, but I think that was a while ago. Man, because if I worked at NVIDIA, I'd be like, how much does it cost to advertise on Stadia? Like, <laughs> then you do advertising for GeForce Now on Stadia. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Is what, this, you mean. what is this? <laughs> that would be funny. They're like, oh, hey, we need the money. <laughs> or for up. like a gaming laptop, it's like, wow, <laughs> you, you've seen like how, be- you know, this is the minimum floor of where PC gaming is awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to experience it with a real gaming laptop or desktop? <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a free subscription just so you can see how bad it is. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, okay, we, uh, speaking of uh, NVIDIA, Sharp Thunder uh, over on Discord asks, what do you think of NVIDIA stopping production on GPUs until next year? I see that was a rumor or a report that Moore's Law is dead put out. Uh, if true... That's a big bummer. Uh, I don't know that's necessarily true. Is, don't take every rumor you hear with, uh, you know, don't, don't believe everything that you hear. Is it? I mean, so what, I I didn't see it, but is it the rumor that they just simply called up and said, hey, stop making them just for fun? Let's just see if uh, people scream more? I mean, is that what? Moore's Law is Dead report said that they're going to stop making 
at least the higher end, if I remember correctly, RTX 30 series GPUs to keep prices high so that they can debut the next gen series at higher prices. That just doesn't track. Yeah, it seems awfully conspiratorial to me. Uh, and, you know, I would think they would want to sell as many GPUs as they can. NVIDIA is, uh, uh, you know, a very profit-centric company. So yeah. I guess they, they could happen. But it just seems very over the top to me. <laughs> I, when and I was in dead does have a really good track record with some things, but he has also missed on a lot of things as well. So. Yeah. I just, to me, but doesn't, I mean, I, I guess so that the theory is they're, they're cutting production to increase prices of something that's already stupidly overpriced and you can't buy yeah, right. to then hopefully sell you the next thing later on. I mean that, yeah. I mean, doesn't it make sense to like, to be Apple and say like, Dude, we're so cutting prices on these these MacBook Pro 16s with Intel processors. So, wow, that's an awesome. And then, you know, you sell like truckloads of them and like, hey, guess what we got now? You know, I would like, I mean, it's to me like, isn't that the right way to really kind of like take people's yeah. money? If, sell them the old if, thing that's inferior? If it is true, it's lame. I would not say I necessarily think that's true at this point. <laughs> I haven't asked NVIDIA about it. I haven't asked anybody about it. Uh, part of this plays into the fact that the initial RTX 30 series MSRPs were kind of wonky to begin with because the cost of building custom cards versus what people had to pay to get the chip and memory package from NVIDIA made it so third-party companies really couldn't sell prices at the initially stated MSRP, which I myself is, have also heard from several companies. Like The margins are very tight on both the a AMD and NVIDIA side. Uh, so I think that ties into it a bit. Uh, I believe that video mentioned that. But, you know, just saying we're not making any more of these GPUs when people want to buy our GPUs and we're a GPU company that sells GPUs and everyone wants to buy one right now. It just seems crazy to me. Mm. Yeah, and what I also don't get is, like, Intel clearly is going to make a splash sometime next year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it feels like NVIDIA's options are, we build up enough inventory, we just put up enough away so that we can either cut prices whenever Intel comes out, or we release so many of these that we bury them right before they do their launch. Because if there's a company that, that NVIDIA wants to, to put down on the floor, it's going to be Intel, because they don't want a new, they don't want somebody like Intel with Intel resources having any success here. So cutting production of high end doesn't seem to make any sense there. Cause you would think I could see like, don't you think that if you were in, if you were in video, they go like, okay, whatever Intel's got coming, our, our business intelligence says this thing's going to maybe be 30, 70 ish. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's, you know what, let's stop making all these 30 nineties that, you know, not very few mm -hmm. people are buying and let's just, let's put everything in a 30 70s. So we can just carpet bomb them when they come out. I mean that, that could yep. also kind of fit into that theory, I guess. Whereas, yep, that would make sense. I just don't see, even, I think, in, in NVIDIA, I've said this is a joke for a long time, NVIDIA's corporate colors are green for a reason, but you don't poke people that way just to poke them. That This is, I don't, I don't, I, yeah. I want to know more before I believe it. I know he has very good, or she, I don't even know who the person is, but they have really good sources, but I'd want more information because it's, it sounds like it's part of, like part of the mm -hmm. elephant. So, yeah, I agree. He has, I think, very good sources in some ways and ones that have not 
proven as accurate in other ways. So, okay. Uh, a couple more questions. Uh, Dr. Ian Cutris uh, said this in the chat a while ago. Not really a question, but I'm going to throw it to, to Gordon. Uh, Nuvia will cause Windows on ARM to break through. Do you uh, agree or disagree? I forgot. Who bought Nuvia? Uh, I don't know, but he said uh, earlier also that uh, a lot of uh, Apple Silicon engineers have moved over to, to Nuvia. Hey, Adam, yeah. I have to step away for just oh, a minute. No worries. No worries. I mean, I guess. I mean, it'd be... Uh, it'd be maybe i mean i i would i would believe it when i see it i mean i guess i can see that it doesn't feel like i think qualcomm bought nuvia right so mm, i don't know maybe that would be where it shows up uh, somebody's saying qualcomm yeah 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 i mean yeah i i guess I'll, I'll ian he's way smarter than me i'll believe it to me i'll believe it when i see it when i sit down at an arm running a windows laptop running arm and i cannot tell the difference between it running ryzen or core i7 then Okay, but until I get there, I, I will disbelieve it. I will tell you, I believe that on Apple with M1, I do not believe that with Windows and ARM so far. So mm -hmm. I've tried many of them over the years, and it it doesn't often impress me. So Okay. Uh, David Wellman asked earlier, um, three nanometer node on the, the new M1, your thoughts? Five nanometer, isn't it? I think they're looking at next... The, oh, the next yep. uh, TMC. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I misspoke. Cool. Yeah. No, I mean, that's great for Mac users. And iPhone users, if you're in that ecosystem. <laughs> and it'll, it'll come to everybody else, too. Like, it, it, Apple's been at the leading edge of TSMC's process for a while now, just right there with NVIDIA and AMD, so... Yeah, it is kind of a bummer, though. I mean, they they occupy so much of TSMC's leading process that it's just like there's nothing left for anybody else sometimes uh okay uh let's see uh kamaraju uh asked uh why don't uh why don't they integrate uh, laptop manufacturers integrate a 5g chip on the motherboard uh well i mean it's because it's it's very expensive and you're adding an option that is is not cheap for something that very few people will ever pay for those are usually in corporate laptops. This, in fact, this HP laptop I have here has a 4G LTE modem in it, but it's not activated because I'm not going to pay my carrier 20 bucks a month for it. Uh, and that is the main reason. So if you can take whatever cost they're putting that integrated 5G part and put it somewhere else or in your pocket, that's what usually most laptop makers think. It will be a push because... <laughs> Everybody somehow thinks it's going to be this like world where you're all always mobile and on your laptop. So we need integrated 5G into our laptops. I'm not convinced consumers care because I don't want to pay my carrier for it. And that's what most people think. They don't want to pay for it. So I don't, I don't think it's ever going to work out for consumers until carriers don't want to charge you that premium. Mm. I certainly want to pay for it, you know? <laughs> oh, you're muted. Uh, Brad. Yeah. Uh, two more fun questions, then we'll get out of here. Well, wait, let me, let me pose this to you. What would Elena do? Elena would not pay for that 5G, so give me that money somewhere else. <laughs> WWAD. Well, like we were talking about, you can hear me now? Yes. All right. We were talking about earlier the ARM Qualcomm laptops. Like, that's one of the features of those. You know, they all have connectivity and they all have long battery lives. So if you're interested in that, 
you know, that's a selling point for those ARM laptops. Yeah. And those are mostly the pitch there is for corporate because I will tell you as much as I bag on Qualcomm parts, it's actually not bad in office. If you're going to stick to those applications that are optimized for it, it's very competitive with low TDP Intel and, and low TDP Intel parts. I, I will tell you, it's actually pretty close. So, but I don't think most people want that. Okay, a couple fun ones we get out of here. Uh, CMC Knight, uh, friend of the show, asked this way early at the the pre-show when we when you were talking about Big Lebowski. Said uh, if Gordon is Donnie, then is a dumb Patrick Murphy one of the German nihilists? If so, how does he keep the marmot from BB? He he is wearing his black shirt. Uh, oh all God. black today, yeah, except for yeah. my boots, I guess. I it might be. Then who is Brad and Elena? I don't know. Are there, like, does everybody fit? All I just know is I got, yeah, for people who don't know, before this started, I realized this morning because I walked into the kitchen bleary-eyed at 7 a.m. and tried to in- inject myself into a conversation between my wife and my son, and and I got yelled at, essentially, by like Donnie gets yelled at by Walter, because I, I don't know what's going on, and you're just kind of screwing it up. So shut the F up, Donnie, is basically the, the phrase that would would have been used on me. It wasn't used, but... Uh, Starscream over on Discord asks a thematic question for the month of October and uh, one that I like. What is your personal favorite horror film? Oh, that's a thing. That's cl- oh, hands thing down. Is good. Oh, like, I mean, I and again, I liked Alien. I watched it once. I've not gone back to watch that in the whatever 35 years since it has come out. I've watched the thing many, many more times. The thing is good. The thing is like the thing is real. I love practical effects. Oh, oh, they just don't make it like they used to. That is just oh. awesome. <laughs> yeah. What about you two, Brad? Oh, the thing is right up there. The thing is right up there. I wouldn't even think it in that direction, but now that you said it, I can't unthink it. But as far as traditional horror goes, call me basic, but I've always really loved Blair Witch, like that mm-hmm. whole found footage kind of thing. I thought it did a. The story didn't make any sense. Uh, but I thought they did a great job with the atmosphere, and that's what I'm looking for in a horror thing. I'm not big into the gore fest like Saw and stuff like that. I like genuine tension and stuff like that, and I think Blair Witch did really well with that. Same with The Ring, you know, the major ones, but The Thing is rocks my socks. The Thing is so good. I've never seen Blair Witch, but I want to ask this question, Brad. Mm-hmm. At any point during the horrible things that were happening, did they consider not recording it? Like, yeah. like maybe we should try to call it, the police. It's not like it was recording the whole time. <laughs> it was, it's yeah. not? No. Yeah, I mean, why would you ever turn it on? Somebody's trying to kill you. Believe me. You should watch it. It's just, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm still, I'm going to watch it, but I've been using some AI to stabilize the frames <laughs> before I can watch it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you my Blair Witch story? That's a good good story. The first time I saw Blair Witch, I worked at the theater. I'll, I'll say it real quick, real quick. I worked at the theater. I was a guy who cleaned up uh, after people <laughs> would, would oh go in the God. theater. That was Sorry, fun, actually. I had, I had a lot of good... Thank you for your service. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, anyway, the projectionists, they were all the, the film buff nerdy people. And, you know, this before this is uh, late 90s, so before internet uh, was widely available. So we, we always turned to them for information of new mov- movies coming out because they were kind of in the know. Uh, Blair Witch hit. Nobody had heard anything about it. Even the projectionists. The only thing a projectionist could tell us was that, hey, it debuted at Sundance, and then they picked it up for wider release. We think this is real footage. So when I watched that the first time in the theater, I was under the impression that was real footage. 
I saw it opening night and I did it rocked my world. I was like, why would they show this? And then, you know, it wasn't a couple of days later that I was reading the paper and they're like, oh, hey, uh, this isn't real. And I was like, oh, geez. All right. <laughs> that was uh, that was intense. So, as well. But the fact that, you know, I, I saw it in the early days, so I saw it in that same sort of a window. The fact that you could even just be like, is this real? Is this not real? I think yeah. speaks volumes about how good the movie is. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, the, the Shining. I've, I've mentioned that before. That's, that's just my number one. I, I, also, I, I just got the new 4K uh, Blu-ray version, which they did a new film transfer. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. It looks real good. A new grading on it too. It's oh man, because I had the previous Blu-ray version. This is like it, Lindsay, my wife was was like, really? We already owned it on Blu-ray, and I was like, yeah, but we should do this one. And I tell you what, even she was like okay <laughs> i could tell the difference that was that was a good transfer so yeah <laughs> pretty awesome wow there are some other really great suggestions here because like i was i didn't even think about this but yeah this it, like poltergeist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah that's an all-time great horror movie and then night of the living dead i will tell you my parents there was a party at our house and they let the kids watch tv and we watched night of the living dead believe me Ooh. That was not good for the next, I don't know. I, I preferred, uh, what which was it? Dawn of the Dead, the one in the mall? Mm-hmm. I preferred that one, but it's like Alien and Aliens. That one's less of a horror movie. So. Wait, wait, the original one, the sort of like campy. The 70s? original one. Oh. Yeah, not the remake, not the remake. I, I saw really the remake too, it. but I preferred the original Dawn of the Dead. I used to go to the mall where that was filmed in. Really? It was around Pittsburgh, oh. yeah. So That's cool. <laughs> All I know is like, I wasn't really into the zombies, like, Look at me. Do you think I can run fast for sustain more than 25 feet? <laughs> if I were a zombie, I could suddenly now be Usain Bolt. Like, suddenly, like, running at 45 miles an hour doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I, I love horror movies. We, the we Exorcist? Yeah, I mean, Friday the 13th is, is definitely one of my favorite, like, longer series. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Nightmare. Of, uh, oh, my God. Nightmare. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow, not Friday Thirteenth. I'm I'm a Freddy guy, not a Jason guy. Do you consider? Uh, I see Lost Boys on there. I'm not sure yeah, I would consider no, that. That's pretty frightening. A, a lot of practical effects. That was more like an MTV music video. I think I did enjoy it. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily that? consider it horror, but I consider it horror themed. Like it's got the dark overtone, just tense at points. I I really like Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Especially the Frog Brothers. I mean, that made the whole movie for me. So <laughs> for sure. Uh, okay, my last question, not a real question, but Ziv, friend of the show, Ziv says, uh, is Macworld attempting a hostile takeover of PC World? Blink three times if you're being held against your will, Gordon, I will send reinforcements. No, actually, well, no. Oh, oh, he just did it three. No, he did I, one and then quick two ones. not to blink. Uh, no, no, I saw you do it three times. The Mac, actually, I will <laughs> say the, the Macworld people are, are awesome people. Really respect them, so. <laughs> no. Yeah, sure. they're all super cool. If they tried, we could hit them with our great big honking... Actually, or i9 and rtx 3080 laptops anyway actually you know what we should we should have roman uh, uh we should have roman on next week we I, or I, I, I don't know when when they can talk well, about or when they're getting it in but you know yeah i think it'd be fun to have roman on he's he's been on before uh tangentially i know he watches sometimes so. i've always wanted to do a debate with a hardcore like hardcore like you know died in the wool believer non you know total 100 percent believers yeah and as you heard me say earlier if the if the if the new macbook pro 16 or 14 works for you please buy it because that's what you should do 
But I, to me, a, a true over-the-top person would never say that. They would always just continue to change like, whoa, what about this? What about that? What about this? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's get out of here, shall we? Let's go get some rainy lunch. Yes. Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher, and please de- do leave us a review. Every time you do, they make a remake of a Thing movie. So, actually, did they? Mm, Prequel. Please don't remake no. the Thing. That the video game was good, too. Oh, yeah, and the comics. The comics are great, too. Send questions and comments to thefullnerd at PCworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. And Adam Patrick Murray is going to hit the off switch. Oh, and uh, Kadorius uh, Technologies just gave us $5 super chat. Thanks so much. Said, uh, I won in a, I won a new egg shuffle, got an EVGA 3070 Ti, but I wanted a Founders Edition 3080. It was, is it worth keeping? Should he, should he do it? I, uh, if you can find a Founders Edition 3080, I would get that and then flip the 3070 Ti. It, it is a little bit more powerful, but 3070 Ti will be great. So don't right. bum out about it. Cool. There you go. Boom. Bye.